Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's happening, everybody? The DEA has one weird trick that you can use to maybe put some type of seeds in the mail. We have that story and a whole bunch more on today's episode of Cannabis Legalization News. Stick around to the end. That's when we're going to talk a little bit about our new How to Cannabis section. We're going to be discussing conditional licenses. And remember, just like this channel, which has algorithms that go up against it, you have to be 21 to get into the industry. And so let's bring Miggy on and start going over the news. Oh, there he is, Miggy. It's we're just powering through April 2022, man. I know. Well, we got to compensate for 420. <laughs> yes, I tell you, that's going to be nice. The joints are finally coming back into fashion that you can share. Um, yeah, but thank you everybody for joining us, likes and subscribes, and try to share us with some people simply because that's kind of how the channel grows. Uh, there's an interesting story that's kind of not necessarily that much of a story when it comes to uh, the DEA and mailing cannabis seeds. Uh, they have said that they're hemp, and this is some interesting stuff that has to go sure. with the oh, wrong one, Miggy. That's the one that we'll discuss later. That is an algorithmic trick. And so uh, the DEA has said marijuana seeds aren't considered legal hemp, are considered legal hemp, provided that they do not exceed the 0.3% Delta 9 THC threshold, which, of course, has uh, been argued and uh, discussed in all, for, for years and may explain why so many people are willing to mail seeds. Well, you uh, did a video on this. Yeah, I've done. It was a couple of years ago, and then since that time, there's been uh, some lawsuits, and then this uh, letter that came out. But more and more companies are just going direct to consumer, and I think that'd be awesome. Like if you know, Purple City Genetics or the Jungle Boys uh, cookies, why aren't they? I mean, like they're hemp. All right, yeah. well, here's the Runts seeds. How do you know we got them from Runts? You know, and like, oh, we might lose our licenses. Okay, I mean, like, you know, will you? Or like, you know. Even in Oklahoma, is that why? That's not considered aversion. You mailed hemp, you know? I don't think it's so much an aversion. Are you talking about the companies themselves, like sourcing it out from like cookies or whatever? Well, they, why don't they just create their own seeds and then mail those out? Like I know that Ed Rosenthal's getting in on the game. 
he has a package of seeds, five for 130 bucks. And I'm like, damn, I should get those seeds. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I imagine Ed's genetics are amazing. Wow. I didn't know yep. that. And then where is it? This, of course, is being reported out of a marijuana moment. Shout out to them. And we are a member uh, for their Patreon. They're 25 bucks a month. Great deal. You can uh, monitor the legalization progress in your state or any other state that you'd like to check it out because they track a lot of the legislation that's going through uh, at all levels of the government, the feds and your state. Did you see it comes with one of the most resourceful things for regulation? A flow chart. Oh, I like it. (laughs) There's a flow chart. Why don't you explain the flow chart to uh, to us, Miggy? This is amazing. So you got your yes, no's, and how to conclude whether it's weed or not. So mm-hmm. first one, did the natural material come from part of a cannabis plant uh, under 21 USC section 802, blah, blah? No, neither marijuana nor hemp. Yes. So like that's probably stopping you right there from becoming a, a cookies, right? Because that question, did the material come from a cannabis plant? I think that would... I mean, if you're knowingly, this is what they the call the source rule, and so the source rule may be dead, uh, mm. in the sense that uh, well, let's keep going over that chart, and then we'll give a shout yeah. out to fellow attorney Shane Pennington. He wrote a letter to the DEA, who may have even created this flow chart. Miggy's going over uh, regarding the legality of cannabis seeds, tissue culture, or other genetic material containing a compliant level of THC, and of course, by law, that would mean that it's hemp. So well, back to the, the chart. Oh, yeah. So the second question is, did the material come from mature stocks, fiber, seed oil, or cake, or sterilized seeds? Uh, if yes, not marijuana, but probably hemp. If no, next question is, does the material have greater than 0.3% THC by dry weight? If no, it's not hemp. Or it's hemp, not marijuana. And if yes, it's marijuana. So it's always going to be hemp. It's right? always going to be hemp. So, like, uh, yeah, at the source rule on that, and so, like, it's uh, in theory, well, let's think about this. You you take down a plant and you created, you, you, you did that for genetics and for seeds. You want some F1s. Well, let's say you feminized, all right? So let's do, a, you're going to do a harvest of feminized seeds. Uh, so you S1, you, you made it self-pollinate or use some chemical for it to induce flowering from the particular phenotype that you really liked and you just wanted to see if you could put it in a seed. Yeah. Um, and you take one of those plants down. Clearly, uh, the areas, the bracts, those things that are holding the uh, seeds together, those would test hot. But then if you could just shake the plant out and wash up those seeds, you know, get all the keef off of them, um, then it's magically hemp. Well, it's the material. Then, yeah. And now I'm just thinking, too, back to that source question. I mean, if, if, like, again, to, to, to make a boy and girl for lack of a better word that's literally what it is you know yeah and then and, and yeah they have the, the, the boy to the pollinate but whatever strain it is it just seems weird to me that when the first did them come from a cam part of a cannabis plant well if it's hermaphrodite or whatever right then you assume it's not right mm-hmm. you right then well, you assume it's a it's hemp right and so, so would its stalk be in theory. So now, but then, remember, this is the only plant under federal law that is treated as both one of the most restrictive criminalized substances known to man 
and also an agricultural commodity. Uh, it's and so because of that, it takes a little bit of um, mental flexibility uh, to be able to uh, really distinguish which part of this cannabis plant makes it uh, a Schedule One substance versus something that is completely legal under federal law and an agricultural commodity. Uh, and, and more and more, it looks like the only part of the cannabis plant that is technically prohibited under federal law uh, is just the flowers. I just find it so funny that legislatures or people controlling making laws feel the need to make this plant binary. Like, right. it's either going to be this or that. It can't be... Well, before it was just all this. It was just all criminal. True. And at least now they're like, okay, well, we could still arrest you, right? Right. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. They're looking for a reason to villainize you. It's, it has nothing to do with the actual property of the plant. Nothing. Very little, if anything, to do with the property of the plant. Uh, but it's a nice little flow chart. And again, this has to do with what they call uh, the source rule. And so, well, where did the hemp come from? Was it from a USDA grown compliant hemp or was it just Delta 9 compliant? 0.3% THC. And again, they aren't playing any nuance to the Delta 9 under the THC. And that that is cause for a different video that we'll do at a later time. Don't forget to smash some likes and click subscribe. Tune in to Canada. Well, that's the other thing. Uh, we may do something new uh, after we talk about how he got trapped by something to see if we could get untrapped and attract more viewers. Because we used to be live to couple hundred to 300 people and then they found us yeah and now there's only like 80 people joining us you know well and then that's what we need your guys help first off that's why we appreciate you so mm -hmm. you know it goes on though it says now that we know the legality of the ultimate source of both hemp and marijuana plant their seeds hinges on delta 9 tac concentration alone reliance on the source rule is much harder to define pennington said i'm hopeful it'll clear up in a lot of confusion in this area and yeah. so like this, this is the original source rule. And so one of the reasons why I um, hesitant, I'd be hesitant to like, you know, counsel a client regarding compliance with the farm bill, if that's what they were doing. However, provided that I just turn a blind eye to, well, you see, if they had the, the THC license, then, and they make seeds. And when they're done with that, what they have is a THC license. So it's state law compliant and a federally law compliant uh, agricultural commodity, seeds. And, and therefore you should be able to then start shipping them. Uh, and that's what this, um, what do they call that? The source rule, the ultimate source of both. Yeah, the yeah. reliance on the source rule, they call it, is much harder to defend. Uh, and, and man, that's, that's great that uh, provided that anything has that 0.3% Delta 9 uh, THC or less, it is going to test. And it doesn't really, in the, in the sense that I almost feel to say in superfluous numbers of the 0.3% Delta 9, uh, because provided that it's just 0.3%, whatever THC, any THC under the sun, uh, yeah. that's going to be compliant. You know, I don't care if it's Delta 8, Delta 9, 10, uh, but, you know, THCA even, uh, you still need to have that 0.3%, but that's fine. Like if your gummy weighs, if you have a gummy that weighs as much as a nickel, which I believe is five grams, Hmm. Uh, that would be what's 0.3% of, of five grams and five grams, of course, 5,000 milligrams. Uh, so you can do 5,000 times 0 0.03. Yeah. Cause it's 99.7%. Yeah. Right. So it's 0.3%. So you have to go one over, you know?
the uh, it goes on because it's uh, clarifying beyond seeds. The new DA letter also clarifies that other material that is derived or extracted from cannabis plants, such as tissue culture or other genetic material. This is meaning extracts as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Delta 9, you know, between with their Delta 8s and their CBDs and their CBG extractions? Probably so, huh? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's they really are only... The, the, the light switch on this really is that 0.3 Delta 9 THC. Yeah. Provided that you are 99.7% not Delta 9 THC, there's that. So crazy, but, you know, at least it's making it easier for people to, like, not be afraid to send seeds or order seeds, though. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Uh-oh, now we're having trouble with LinkedIn. Well, well uh, do we get it? all right. I'm just going to click remove on it. Uh, remove this one. And so that, that's too bad. Uh, and it may have to do with something that Miggy came in, in contact oh, with. And I guess that could go in our main story as well, uh, because it has to do with why we might not have been able to broadcast that. I don't know if this is going to get you know flagged as 21 plus or 18 plus. I hope not. We're trying to avoid saying a particular word about what type of seeds we're talking about, but you know. And you just don't know. Like, this is so, I'm banned from our Facebook page. If you're watching us on Facebook right now, I can't post or, or you know, it's going to be a very boring day for you. So, no funny memes today. Uh, this morning, I got, uh, you can't post com or comment for 24 hours uh, because this, this goes against community standards. This freaking image right here apparently and it's just a jpeg that i made uh and if you scan that qr code it should take us to our website uh, this is something that i was planning to uh like use further for like maybe events locally i want to like help sponsor events and so you know i could put these flyers around and then that qr code i can scan it with an article about the event that uh we'd like to be hosting but in the middle of free weed is prisoners like right I, I can't. I feel like we can't win anymore, man. Like I, we don't talk about it sometimes, and yet we'll still get deemed eighteen over. This was a benign weed post. I posted way crazier weed posts than this thing. So mm-hmm. dumb. Yep, I know, I know. And, but that's the algorithm, and so there is something out there trying to suppress this thing because it is a still. To this day, a federal schedule one substance. Like the whole, they don't like this whole thing that what they're doing is maybe being inculcated in a federal conspiracy. Uh, and that whole free giving it away type of stuff, hey, that didn't help either. I just hope that after the federal laws change, these algorithms are rolled back. Uh, that, would, that would be nice. But we'll kind of have to wait and see on that. Um, good news is, I think this is a great day for genetics that are out there. Because people that are making their genetics, uh, that's got risk if you do not have the right license. But if you have, for example, a 100 plant class A Michigan license in the state of Michigan, I'd be making a website to sell genetics, you know. And oh, maybe, yeah. I just don't want to live in Michigan. That's what it is. That's <laughs> I don't want to live there. And, um, and because of winter, that's nothing against you, Michigan. Winter is not your fault. I just don't want to put up with that. We're, you know, just like with home grow, there's so much opportunity to miss with just full, like, I, I like to say that um, cannabis is like, like the buffalo with the Native Americans back in the day. You know, you can use like the whole plant, right? Like you can make clones and whatnot, but like uh, uh, there's missed opportunity with home grow for purchase of, of clones and, and seeds. You know, home grow is not going to put mainstream weed out of business, just like 
bars haven't put right. in Anheuser but that's out. the next that's the next thing then uh so if you are making these if you have a seed store online uh and a class a michigan license let's say or whatever that you're doing like you're growing uh, if you're if you're in illinois and you have a medical card and five plants you know for example and then you self-pollinate uh, and then you can create your uh, feminized seeds or you do something that you you get seeds maybe they're f1s um i guess then you can well then uh no no i don't think you need a hemp license then because you had a different license that allowed you to cultivate it and create them but yeah. it's just a great day for genetics now because uh you know if i i'd encourage my cannabis clients to be like hey you have some genetic that people really really like well consider a seed line then would you think so if say you are you got to grow that's badass or whatever like mm -hmm. say you are cookies would you brand it your seeds cookies or would you go with something else just to like keep that space for a minute you know until they realize that you are one business i mean it, it seems to work that way in america sometimes i know we should do a TikTok. Are you... yeah because then we can just point at things there's Shit. words there. Yeah. Hey, God, I hate TikToks and Reels. I, I, I just, I, I see both of them. And then, you know, it was hilarious on um, SNL. It was just all thirst traps. And I'm like, oh, oh, what's a thirst trap? And so that's how you know you're getting old is that you don't know what the slang means anymore. And you have to look it up. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're old, when because like TikTok, I mean, it's really cool if I cared so much about like, I mean, there's a lot of editing options. Like there's just too many for me. I'm like, I just, I, I just want like three or four things to... Well, the other thing is, I'm sure the algorithm suppressing our, our industry is there, too. You know, it's Chinese. It's a Chinese company. It's, True. If anything, it's probably substantially worse there. I don't know. Uh, that's our main story, though. Uh, the DEA has given us one sneaky trick to mail seeds in the mail. That sneaky trick being it's hemp. That's some uh, good trending news, though. Oh, well, let's hit a bumper and go on to trending. Wait a minute. Just a second. I uh -oh. think we've done something. We've done something. There it is. It's the 420 somewhere train, everybody. We did it. It is 20 past the hour, and that 420 somewhere was brought to you by a very new thing that we have. We just built something over on our uh, web pages like we do. Over at Cannabis Legalization News, where all these things uh, end up. And like right now, we're, we're live, it looks like, to 12 people on uh, Facebook. Don't forget to check us out over there uh, on the Facebook. That is free THC, facebook.com backslash free THC. Uh, and if you go visit us at Cannabis Industry, I'm sorry, CannabisLegalizationNews.com, you can now check on a sponsor page because we get... Um, how many people ask to come on this program oh, yeah. on a weekly basis? It's got to probably be about one a day. Uh, and so now they have a new way that you guys can come on the show, especially if it's one of these deals where it's uh, they're doing it for marketing. Like they have a PR person emailing us. And, and so we're like, okay, well, you're more than welcome to come on the show. Uh, and, and that's, that's kind of what we have, you know? Yeah, well, especially, I mean, when I started doing this, uh, blogging or whatever online with cannabis, you know, media is huge, right? I mean, it's it's once you can get, I mean, like with the Mickey 420 thing, like everything I've written and I tried branding or whatever, mm -hmm. but I've also done it with the intent that like as a private citizen, 
like there's a, a purpose behind the stuff I'm putting out because it's like and into stigma and all that stuff. Like I used to have hair when I started doing this shit. Man, I used to have shorter hair, but yeah, it's uh, it's let's see what you get when you try to come on the show. Uh, we have the CLN marketing bundle, and then this is a pretty interesting thing. We use Social Blue Book, and we don't have our TikTok plugged in because we don't have one. Uh, we use Social Blue Book as uh, our audience, and so about three hundred eighty-seven thousand, um, and that's how we set our pricing from these guys, so that we aren't just pulling numbers out of the air. Uh, you get on the show, dedicated photo on IG, dedicated video on YouTube. We'll do an email blast or email list just past six thousand. Uh, and then we create a web page on here because after we do every single one of these shows, it's turned into uh, a web page on cannabis legalization news. It's kind of a fun little thing that we do. And then our uh, Wednesday and Sunday shows are pods. Our Wednesday and Sunday shows are podcasts. That's right. All right. You remember right. our. This was our um, our show from last Sunday. It got turned into to this one and so we use the uh, somebody to help us write that stuff up and put it out and yeah let's let's hit some trending news then all right uh do you have this one here we go yep new york, new york lawmakers. lawmakers go for it miggy new york lawmakers send budget with marijuana business tax breaks to governor as partial 280e workaround well, that's great, because when you're doing your cannabis taxes, and by the way, uh, you know what the more important of the two taxes are, uh, the state or the federal, when you have a cannabis license? Uh, state? The state ones. Okay. Because that's why you have the license. That's what they want. And the federal ones, so you're going to have, very often, you're, the things that are legal under one law are illegal under another law. And so the 280E is a federal level thing. And so you may have your tax returns for your state and your feds very often have the same uh, adjusted gross income. That might and probably is not the case for the cannabis licenses that are out there. The ones at the federal level are going to have a substantially worse uh, tax rate than the ones at the state level because of that IRC 280E. See, I would say state just for the fact that you're feeding the local law enforcement versus uh, what I witnessed out here during the medical times was a lot of... uh, Whenever there was a raid or whenever there was uh, out of uh, state agents coming in, people learned. They knew. They saw these cars getting ready for raids and people were scared to pull up in the front of dispensaries all the time uh, because they never knew if a raid was going to happen. But I mean, that's just my opinion as far as like Mm -hmm. who I'd pay off first locally first. Oh, you! it's always the, the Jungle Boys got raided because they didn't pay those taxes. Remember, that was at the state level, not the feds. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> regardless, the, this is uh, them just kind of the state of New York essentially telegraphing to the license holders that it is OK for them to deduct all these ordinary expenses, they call ordinary and common expenses that uh, you are able to deduct for regular business operations, for example. As I run my business, I can deduct all this. Uh, yeah, because, you know, but then again, I do I do make the product here. I do make legal services. Of course, services aren't a product. I don't yeah. really have cogs. I have a brain. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's just strange. And so uh, the cogs, you know, if I had a factory, then those expenses you can deduct at the federal level because the prohibition is at the trafficking level. You know, so if you're making fentanyl illegally, and I don't recommend it, at all. 
uh, in theory, those COGS are still able to be deducted, even with IRC 280E, and even because and with that it's illegal. Remember, you have to report all your taxes, even the stuff you stole, you know, uh, all the income. Yeah. It's just so crazy that cannabis, and, and uh, you know, this, I think this uh, move, this is the kind of thing that needs to happen in Jersey. The kind of things that would encourage, like, the New Jersey weed men to, to join the, the regulated market. Well, that, not, one of these, but this is one of those laws that I'm not sure if it's superfluous, you know, if it's just grandstanding in the sense that IRC 280 doesn't apply at the state level. It only applies at the federal level. Uh, and and mm. as a result, uh, when you're calculating your obligations to pay your state or your federal tax burden, uh, it's really two different calculations. You know, it's it's two different forms. I mean, it is tax season. We're filling out our state and federal returns right now. Um, that's that's one way that I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad that they actually said it affirmatively. Go ahead and deduct your ordinary and common expenses uh, as you couldn't, you know. So like that um, that dispensary that gets hit the worst. The dispensaries get hit the worst because that's literally trafficking. Yeah. You know, uh, they do, and and that would be nice for them to be able to recapture those uh, expenses, like for rent and employees. That's not unsubstantial you know so their Whoa. bill that they're owed at the end to the the government is going to be two different numbers much lower at the state level and i think it's great that new york's doing this and i can't wait for them to have license holders that go to political fundraisers and and get a checkout and yell at their freaking federal uh, uh um, elected officials saying mm. what the heck is going on here bob I, this check would be bigger but you guys have me bent over a barrel and you took all my money i mean yeah. at least you haven't you're not raiding the place anymore thank you but uh you're still uh Jesus. you're still taking the money Money. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But so I think you made a great point, though, because this is a state tax incentive. Was it going to be like a grant? I mean, they're going to have to like fill out paperwork and show like how much they would have gotten, really, you know, uh, uh, forgiven. Oh, I don't know. I okay, that's that's not how I read this headline. I didn't know. I didn't read this headline as like a kickback uh, to fill the tax obligation hole mm. that they are unable to deduct through the federal level. I don't think that's what they're, they were saying in this. I just thought that they were saying that you are under New York taxes. You can calculate oh, it like state tax deducting you. these things out. Yeah. Got you. I, and again, it's just not right. Like these, you know, we were, the cannabis issue was marked essential beginning of pandemic. But this is, uh, this is why, like, cause like, not all states are New York or Illinois or even Washington state. Some states are Idaho or Iowa or uh, what's Wyoming. There's there's like more cattle, right, in, in these states than there are humans. <laughs> and, and as a result, many states, and then also they just don't want to have the oversight or the complexity. So they'll just mirror the federal and you know local policies. And so as a result, then sometimes the state law might say, hey, the federal law applies here for these tax purposes. And rather than like, you know, suing and saying like that, well, that shouldn't be, you know, because that's a federal law and that's penalizing me as a state taxpayer. They uh, affirmatively changed it. So that's uh, really good. And if if any of your states out there uh, for those license holders that are out there paying their taxes and, you know, that haven't been audited yet and aren't going to be blindsided by RSC 280E, uh, I hope that they uh, lobby so that they can make the deductions, especially you know, as best. You know, it's unfortunate, man, like. They, they still treat this plant like it's explosive, like it's going to jump out and get the children. Like it's uranium. 
yeah or like the boogeyman yeah or like the requirements for like i see I, I understand like like gowning up so like follicles of hair or whatever you can have the best freaking weed but i've done like as a technician i've supported businesses in wyoming of all places mm-hmm. since you brought them up uh they make liquid cocaine like a topical cocaine right really? and, and yeah for for uh medicine and uh the people that work there though people that worked there for years i mean you walk in with like respirator you're you're gowned up you you've got the sleeves taped up so nothing can enter your your, your suit but these people because they're around this toxic shit all the time they actually develop like uh uh like allergic reactions to morphine and and weird skin conditions because no matter how much you protect yourselves around these uh things in the air you're still going to be exposed to it whether it be minuscule or not it's going to build up whereas weed i think the only thing i've ever heard of someone developing was an allergy to it yeah i mean weed you're usually i the clean rooms you just want to make sure that there's no contaminants you you don't want to be a vector when you walk into your garden especially yeah. if it's a commercial yeah. one you don't want to be responsible for a crop failure and then there's just sops for cleanliness that you have um but yeah i see what you're saying sometimes the people that are getting suited up are doing something besides cultivation of cannabis yeah well just like the, the what's the legal or not legal like this was a dea observed business that i worked at you know helping them main, maintenance their equipment and and it's just crazy that a garden you know they're yeah. they're gonna like uh put hazmat suits on as the cops you know like tearing down the plants because you know the trichomes might go up their nose who know i just so dumb so dumb that'd be hilarious the trichomes might get in your nose be careful Hey man, it's allergy season. I got plant come all up in my nose, man. I'm I'm dying. Oh man, yeah, it is. Uh, it's been sneezy over here in the Midwest as well. Uh, have not been enjoying it, but uh, you know it's warmer. The spring's coming and it's greener, so everybody just feels a little bit happier. Uh, the COVID numbers have remained down. Uh, so what can you really complain about, right? Except for the, the cluster that's cannabis in Illinois. Let's focus on other states, better states where they have conditional licenses. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Right on. We got pot stocks. Oh, let's do some pot stocks. I can't find it. <laughs> you get it. I'm going to queue up the stuff. There right, you go. There was a report indicating that uh, there's going to be 130 million in 420 sales of cannabis in the year 2022 and that should be both in uh alaska no no let's bring on miggy miggy hey, hey. yeah i almost hung up the show again because <laughs> i was trying to resize that like hey, uh we might need to update the show notes to it be like this one will require this much resizing for uh the overlays but uh there we go we have a business intelligence site that is arcana a-k-e-r-n-a so Talk what, about a fly by night company. We're, but uh, where, where are they projecting? Where are they projecting the sales at? Because I mean, you say 130. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Somebody's calling me. Of course, I am going to decline that. Uh, and and uh, I have put my my phone on silence, but I did not hang up my Google. So like my email was open. So somebody called my business phone during this. That's what the problem really is. Those way you get uh, and then I don't have the I can't put the show notes up to do like the crib notes or what what actually the report is. And so can you do you have those ones up, uh, Miggy? Because I can only put up the 
one thing. Um, yeah, that's all I got. It's just I'm reading the story. There's and there's no real like it doesn't say what city or town or state or whatever. Uh, it just mm-hmm. says per analysis that 2022-420 would serve 16% growth over last year's sales in the wake of uh, more marketing, uh, more markets legalizing cannabis and Americans gaining an increased comfort level with. And again, that's a little small, man. 130 million in 420 cannabis sales. I can guarantee it's more than that. Well, the, you have to realize that the illicit market is approximately twice the size, well, three times the size. It's two thirds of the total market. And so on 420, there won't just be 130 uh, in sales. There'll be 130 million times three in sales and uh, two thirds of it will just be off the books. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then they, they do have a statement at the end, though. It says, uh, according to estimates, the Friday to Wednesday period. So coming this Friday to next Wednesday, which is 420. Uh, they expect mm-hmm. to see sales figures in the four hundred million dollar range, which, I mean, again, that sounds more like a one state issue, you know. Well, it still seems to me like it's uh, also a, a fairly like obvious. It's an advertisement uh, mm. to help alleviate some of this traffic. Customer retailers using Akerna's MJ Retail POS solution can leverage the platform's kiosk mode. So, there you go. financial yes, regulation news: We need to do backlink uh, backlink outreach on our stuff. To, to do promotional like press releases just like this with links back to my website. Well, you know, I got I got some, uh, um, you know, it's about time, man. I got hit up several times recently about like uh, press releases. You know, and I'm not impressed by anything that's press release, really. I mean, some of the stuff seemed pretty cool. This one company out in Pullman, they have uh, sensors and gardens. And so maybe I'll be able to get a garden and we can show you like their operations and whatnot. But you know, like what in weed is so new? There's nothing. I'm not impressed by well, it. Are you sure? Because we have an Arcana business intelligence architect. And then that Arcana business intelligence architect, that's not just a made up position. Uh, but this is the data analytics types of stuff that are in the cannabis industry. You know, they're they're out there. People want to know what's going to happen tomorrow in numbers. Well, yeah, they want to know exactly how much money they'll make when I'm 45. Right, and this is all business. I mean, I understand. Like it, it's it's like headset, you know. They're they're yeah, analytics. Exactly, you know, that's power. But when it comes to like the new stuff for cannabis, you know, the only new thing I'm waiting for is like not going to jail. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, not going to jail would be nice. And then uh, now the new thing that I think was cool is that you can mail the seeds now. And then the the yes. DEA is like, uh, provided that those seeds have less than 03 percent, you know, uh, delta nine THC. So it's ninety nine point seven percent not going to get you high it's legally hemp under federal law i mean that's a pretty big move i mean and again we've seen lots of progress in the past 10 years versus you know when they try and put the toothpaste back in the tube it just doesn't work (laughs) you know jeff this has tried it didn't work no it never does but you know uh the name that strain i think we where is the name that strain this this week did you upload i got the Oh, no, I got it uploaded. It's just that we're about uh, 37 past. That's usually when we do the name that strain. We're yeah, running a little bit late today. Don't worry. You want hit the bumper? Sure, man. I'll show you what you're fighting for. I got a bag of it right now. Miggy has a bag of this, and uh, therefore, to describe what you're seeing or either listening to on your commute... Uh, Miggy, go ahead and uh, explain the name that strains appearance, beautiful fragrance, you know, because you have a bag of it. So, you know, even how it feels. 
I can tell you the fragrance <laughs> right now. It is screaming at me. It is three feet away from me, and I can smell the shit out of this thing. It's delicious. Uh, but then the, the nugs are nice and dense. Uh, uh, this beautiful little guy will, or girl will break apart and uh, got nice uh, purple brack or not purple uh, orange bracks. Uh, it's a solid nug. You know, I'm I'm more into the smells. Like, yeah. let's see. Here we go. Oh, ASMR. Yep, oh, they get you, oh, some AMSR. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So I want to say there's like a like a peppery one. The name of this is very Northwest. Very it's Northwest. Very, very, this is uh, so if you're joining us from the uh, PNW, uh, you're gonna hopefully know this. It's it's a Washington cultivator uh, and maybe even a, a Washington strain. It's a hybrid. Yeah, I don't know the origins. The the origins aren't talked about in this. Uh, Weekly article, but uh, hmm. it is uh, uh, say the stream, it makes you feel relaxed and uplifted and focus. Mm -hmm. uh, that smells so good. Can't really, <sighs> there are notes, but it's hard for me to explain. Like, well, that's really... all right because now we'll just get back to doing some news and then you watch for uh, any uh, guests oh, yeah. that you think are, are it. Uh, and you know, Miggy explained what it's from. Uh, and let's do a little bit of trending news when we have back to the federal government. So I'm going to go over to the branding. Uh, yep. And then keep watching the uh, the feed in the chat for any of those guesses. Get it in. It's also this. Uh, the title is related to a fungus, right? I think it's yes. also a fungi that, that pigs like to smell. Oh, hey. it's still right out in there. Everybody should have get that overlay off. Majority of, Mar of Democratic voters say marijuana legalization should be a priority for Democratic Congress. Uh, when reached for Congress, Chuck Schumer said, of course, how I want it, though. Andy got uh, it. Andy gets it. And so uh, we will just take a small brief, a brief break from our prepared remarks regarding how many percentage of these Americans or that Americans, according to stuff that was released on Wednesday, uh, to discuss the truffle, name that strain that we just covered. And here it is. It doesn't really have any, it doesn't really have much. It's just no. Weed strain, reviewers on Leafly say the strain makes them feel relaxed, uplifted, and focused. It is. I mean, this is a great one I smoked in the morning. Um, I'll smoke it maybe again in an hour. Uh, it doesn't make me... Uh, overbearingly like an indica where i just like want to lay down for a minute you know i'm, I'm pretty as you can tell it's a hybrid i mean the indicas i need to have a little bit of indica in me because i need to feel that i am smoking weed because the sativas it's like beer light for me you know i just keep on going i'm like when is it gonna kick in but uh no this is a really good uh, tasty strain again i said this thing is so stinky if i mm -hmm. uh when I take the bus, I feel bad because like I'm like waiting for someone to bitch about it. When you like, say stinky, would you describe it as like loud, diesely, uh, lemony? Uh, like it's more caryophylline. Yeah, caryophylline. Yeah. All right. So like you got some skunky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not citrusy yeah. or any of the lemon. Yeah, yeah. No. This is. Yeah. That's some classic. And then, I, then it depends. Who knows what the description of the word loud was supposed to mean uh, originally. That is something we should do uh, a moment in weed history on later. But the, here's the breakdown of these Democrats that support ending uh, uh, marijuana prohibition. 
and and then how they actually broke down. So they asked registered voters from 13 different issues and the extent which they should be congressional priorities. Four out of 10 voters overall said ending prohibition should be prioritized. Now we're up to 40%. Imagine if there wasn't an algorithm actively suppressing people that are trying to change the law because they say the wrong words uh, and then fall into a, a, a you know algorithmic trap. And then overall 19 percent of voters said cannabis should be a top priority. So out of the 40, another 20 percent are like, yeah, well, they just get this over with already. And then 22 said important, but lower priority, while only 20, 20 percent said Congress should not move to end prohibition. So that means like 80 percent want action to legalize it at a federal level. But again, that's why we can't have nice things, because that number should be hell bigger for the ones who want to make it a priority, right? Like how many other effed up laws and situations that we have going on right now that would change the lives of hundreds of thousands Americans, you know, just sweeping millions, everybody, you know, we'd no longer be criminals. You know, the, the industry would have to shape itself, but that's not the point. The point is to not be arrested anymore, to not be uh, a stigma. And, this is it's so disheartening, man, with the Democrats. Like, they just can't get the shit together. Like, mm-hmm. when I watched that Moore Act, even, uh, uh, and this guy was in Denver, he's a Republican, but out of Oregon, a legal state, you know, all these guys are going to do it are been bitching about, like, oh, they want to get America high, but we have a crisis at the border and all this other bullshit that I really don't care about. Like, there's, you know what I'm saying? All this Wait, deflection. Crisis at the border. I mean, like, we have inflation problems caused by a pandemic that has China in its cage and Russia uh, in a different country. Uh, border crisis, it's not us. It's the rest of the world has caught a case. What the heck? You know, we should at least be the ones who lead and do the rational thing and legalize it. Well, and then again, we talk, uh, anybody who talks about the border, whether it be RD, you know, it's all this bullshit fear mongering about like yeah. uh, drugs and you know what? They wouldn't be coming across if there wasn't an American demand. Right, because the people buying that, for the most part, are wealthy as well too. So, you know, legalizing all drugs is always the answer as far as like having an understanding of how to like treat things so your kid doesn't think coffee and uh, heroin are the same. You know, but like we're gonna lie to you about weed and heroin. Like they're right. so displaced. It had good intentions, but it's not laid out the way it should be. It does not have the real common sense applied to it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, New Zealand, yeah, New Zealand. All right. Well, you hit the uh, international. Okay. okay. I'll pull up the New Zealand thing. Well, it's just like it seems like every other country is getting ahead of us here. New Zealand government provides grants to medical cannabis cultivator to help accelerate industry. That is a $13 million, I wonder if that's New Zealand dollars, grant to Pura, one of the country's largest organic medical cannabis cultivators, to help accelerate the nascent industry. I wonder what the ratio is, 13 American? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's like the, Miggy is going to go crunch the numbers when it comes to the conversion rate of how much a dollar is in New Zealand. So that'd be Uh, a... You got got that answer? Yeah, so... uh, well, actually, no, because I Googled for the, uh, mm. so New Zealand obviously is a lower value. Um, mm. 
Oh, it's going to be 27 million New Zealand dollars. 27 million. 32 million in American is 27 million, but this is in New Zealand. Yeah. So New Zealand dollars to American dollars. But anyway, uh, a, the agricultural commissioner, Han Damien O'Connor, said that the grant could help the country's medical cannabis industry become as successful as its wine industry. New Zealand is eyeing exporting weed. I really enjoy that. He says this is going to be fantastic because the cultivation teams are re researching and developing strains of medicinal cannabis best suited for New Zealand's unique climate. And New Zealand's, New Zealand's unique climate is one of those that uh, if you can grow good wine, you can usually grow good cannabis. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, if you go to wine country and you start driving north, you get to cannabis country pretty quickly, uh, at least in California. Uh, and uh, I'm assuming that's coming to New Zealand. Boy, that would be fun. I just don't. Yeah. The only part about that I don't like is the plane ride. Uh, yeah. That's a long plane ride. You've been there? No. No, but uh, it's I've been on like a long plane ride there. Oh, yeah. I just don't understand how people do that for a whole career, but I, it probably oh, becomes seriously. normal. For them. It probably becomes normal. Like anything, you can get get habituated to anything. Yeah. I mean, like I, I went, went, went to Paris. It was like a 14 hour flight. And, I, you know, as long as there was like there was good TV, good movies on. So it was a good selection. But yeah, I wouldn't. But yeah, man, I, I want to always go to New Zealand for uh, um, ever since the Lord of the Rings, man. I think that'd be the most epic place to smoke out. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be. And I'm glad that New Zealand has taken the affirmative step to fund uh, cannabis cultivation and and like eyeing exporting it one day. Seriously, uh, because that would be pretty wise of a country. I mean, why aren't we doing these types of things? Where's the federal money to get the best strains that are out there? I mean, they, it's just. You're not going to help. At least they said they're hemp. So now that was that was the, the the American equivalent of that program is the DEA said that they won't bust your seeds in the mail, yeah. or that your seeds in the mail are hemp and not not hemp. But you know how it is. Who do we have to bribe or uh, uh, yeah, who do we have to bribe in America? We usually have to bribe people. That's just kind of what happens, especially with the uh, the shit that I wasn't expecting, and then that stuff isn't. Uh, the best uh, news story of the day at all. Yeah, but yeah. the Night Times is reporting it. So let's go ahead and pop that one. High Times is reporting that a judge has ruled in favor of a mother for cannabis use while pregnant. And uh, let's bring Miggy on. Miggy, did you see this one out of High Times Magazine? Yeah, the case uh, Lindsay Riggle versus the Arizona Department of Child Safety. Involved the mother and medical cannabis call holder, Lindsay. So she was a medical uh, holder. Mm -hmm. child was born in May 2019. Through the presence of cannabis in her child's system, the hospital notified the Department of Child Safety. Oh, my. Placed, like, right right then. Yeah. Do they not know that mother's milk has uh, cannabis in it? Yeah. yeah. This wow. is but good on the state for, uh, on the courts for recognizing, though. Three judges. The three-judge panel ruled that the Department of Child Services erred, or E-R-R-E-D, sometimes also pronounced erred, in placing Rigel on the central registry. A person may be placed in the central registry if her newborn infant has been exposed to certain drugs, including marijuana, but only if that exposure did not result from medical treatment administered by a health professional. Uh, and there you go. The protections for medical marijuana patients, even when in, she is a mother. And what I've seen is uh, uh, 
there's been studies for women uh, who are pregnant, and they they've been positive. It's, you know, cannabis is not hurting the fetus. Well, let's let's not walk into another algorithm as we're already oh, being impressed by another one. <laughs> yeah, Many Christmas, but the, uh, it was a it was an interesting one. She's had her medical cannabis card for ten years, uh, and then when she became pregnant, the sickness was diagnosed with hermesis gravidum, otherwise known as extreme morning sickness. And I'm probably mispronouncing the technical term for extreme morning sickness. There, uh, my Latin's not that great. Uh, and then she returned to the emergency room numerous times to seek treatment. She was using cannabis for one of its most famous uh, palliative care. Well, palliative, I think, means pain. Uh, famous you know, medical applications. It's anti-nausea properties. Yeah. It's supposed alleged anti-nausea properties. I'm not making any claims about it. I'm just saying some doctors think it's good for that. Got to be a lawyer. Uh, again, I just don't need to get a letter from the FDA saying, hey, stop it. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> More shit not expecting? Uh, I think, you know, let's just wrap another one in on this and, and do the next story. I don't have that one up yet. Which one's oh, after good. that one? The, the the Amazon guys. The Amazon guys. Oh, I don't see the Amazon guys. Do you have that one up? Yeah, I'm pull up right now. The high times, and then it goes to the name that strain, and then the great moments in weed history that we'll do later. Oh, wait, there it is. You skipped the, the moments in weed history. Yeah, well, we were jumping around for a minute there. At the, yeah. But yeah, I just figured since we already had the whatever bumper. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, do the, do the Amazon one. So this is kind of funny. All right. Well, yeah, let me Amazon wait for this to, to load. The, the website is serving me ads like nobody's business because that's it. what websites are for. There you go. So Business Insider. Amazon says New York union organizers gave workers weed to help secure unionization votes. <gasps> you bastards. Wow. So the same company that says we want to change the laws. <laughs> just saying. Yep. This is Amazon workers at the JFK 8 warehouse in New York recently voted to union. Guys, uh, being the company's first union and Amazon is challenging the vote. Among other things, the company complained that the unionizers gave weed to workers ahead of the vote. And uh, that is a faux pas, according to the uh, NRLB, which also stands for the National Labor Relations Board. But they have recognized uh, this vote in Staten Island, New York, by the JFK 8 to uh, unionize. And Amazon is challenging the vote and has claimed that the ALU and NRLB suppressed voter turnout. That's that is a type of litigation that I've never done. But I've worked with lawyers who do. I'm not sure. I think he's retired now. But, uh, you know, a labor lawyer for the company, uh, that is the, the beast that Amazon has released uh, to go fight with the unions. But this is the problem with lawsuits. Like, like so this one, they're trying to pull everything out they can out, out of the book to prevent the, the unionization from happening, right? The vote. They want to redo the vote. Sure. But, like, the same company that wants to change campus laws, you're really pulling this out of your ass and saying, oh, well, uh, we, they were bribed with weed? Like, it seems very contradictory to the the core of what this company is supposed to believe in, but of course we all know that they're a big corporate, uh, faceless entity like FBook. Yes, yes, they have plans for global domination and going to Mars and beyond and living forever, just like everyone else. Uh, but you know, it's it's just what you have to kind of put up with in 2022. We have billionaires that own everything. Seriously, though. That- crazy 
it is crazy, but there's also some fairly crazy cannabis history articles that you were sharing. And so let's kind of go wrap up the, the, the bumpers until we get to the last one and talk business for a minute before we wrap up the show yeah. with, uh, with this one. Hey, Miggy, why don't you tell how people, uh, Benjamin Franklin, really discovered electricity with a kite and a key and what it has to do with cannabis? Yeah, so I really, uh, Ken Burns did a whole thing on uh, uh, Ben Franklin, and so I got into a little kick of what, you know, research, research, blah, researching myself, just kind of curious about it, uh, this guy. And so, yeah, uh, where's the, uh, let me throw you in there. Uh, did Benjamin Franklin really discover electricity with a kite and key? Uh, so yeah, the story has it, or the, what happened was, uh, he did, um, he was tired of waiting for a church to be built because his original, uh, plan was to go to the, the, the highest point in this uh, town and, uh, be a, be a rod. But instead, because the storm was coming and he was impatient, he decided to do the key thing and the rope that he was using for the kite was made out of hemp. And as he noted when the key got struck the hairs and fibers on the rope became electrified. Uh, did you see the the, the, the the meme I posted on uh, Facebook where the, the, you know hits blunt and guy says, what were electric eels called before they were invented? Oh, mm-hmm. man, they hate. It was not invented. It was discovered. And so, oh, yeah. I felt that's hard. right. <laughs> and I, don't forget. I, but that's one of the things that Ben Franklin might have been trying to uh, get by with after he created the first light bulb out of a hemp kite string and a key and a kite. It's like, you know, uh, I, yeah, I invented that. That stuff that comes out of the sky and lightning. Yeah, I, uh, I was able to harness it and create an invention. I call it electricity. Well, it was interesting, too, that I discovered in, in researching is he owned a hemp uh like mill like so that was why he he was using the hemp rope the kite was made of hemp uh you know and and what did they call the hemp back then i'm not sure i'm not sure what they called the hemp back then well no i think washington referred to it as hemp they just called it hemp i think it was just still called hemp back then yeah there's no differentiation right it's just the the five you know the plant itself let's see let's see what this little article has to say about it though the tail of the kite was made from two materials. The upper end attached to the kite was made of a hemp string and attached to a small metal key, while the lower end held by Franklin was made of silk. The hemp would get soaked by rain and conduct electrical charge, while the silk string would remain dry because it is held under cover. And when, hemp, uh, when Franklin observed flying his kite, he saw the hemp strands stood on end as they began to accumulate an electrical charge from the ambient air. When he placed his finger near the metal key, he reported reportedly felt a sharp spark as the negative charges that had accumulated on the key were attracted to the positive charges in his hand. And the reason why um, Ben Franklin had such positive charge in his hand is because he was just a really cool guy. You know, he gave out positivity <laughs> wherever he went. <laughs> no, he was all about the vibes, sure. man. He was all about the vibes, you know. He had the he had the Ben Franklin feels going on. And so, uh, no, but I, I'm sure that there has to be something and some scientist can come on the show and be like, I'm a scientist. Well, where's your plaques? Uh, and then he explained to us uh, why the human person would have a positive charge on this. Well, I, I, he was grounded is what happened. So, like, everything was coming through. But, uh, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, the, 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 the charge is also in the air. So that's where, you know, you're getting that, uh, uh, like when you get shocked, static electricity, that's the word. Right. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I just thought it was really cool that uh, hemp was involved with the discovery of electricity or the uh, yeah discovery of cannabis. It even helped discover electricity. Seriously, what can it not do? I don't know. I don't know. But that was a pretty good roundup of the news. And now we just have to do a Ben Franklin's lightning. That's a good one. And now we're just going to do a little bit of uh, some stuff about how to cannabis. And then we'll get going uh, and wrap this show up. And then we'll see you on Sunday or some other time. All right. Let's see here. Hey, everybody. Cannabis industry lawyer, Tom Howard. And we're going to talk about conditional licenses today. Conditional licenses are all the rage in the cannabis uh, licensing states. Well, at least in various states. This one is out of New Jersey. uh, And I'm going to bring on Miggy. Uh, Miggy, how familiar are you with these conditional licenses that, uh, depending on which state you live in, is how that state is starting to regulate the process of licensing a new business entity? I'm not. That's why they scare me, because... Isn't that conditional? I mean, you have to have a lot of things in order to even before you apply. No, the conditional is the opposite of that. Uh, New Jersey's conditional application process was only about 40 pages, but then like everything was maybe about 60, uh, maybe a little bit more because some of those disclosures were like 38 pages. But it's mostly um, and and I thought maybe we'd be going over the Connecticut one because it strikes me as a conditional style of license. Uh, and Illinois just came out with one as well. It is a smaller, stripped-down license that is not a bit, it's not a complete license. It doesn't give you the right to do the business. It gives you the right to, in the future, do the business, uh, provided that you get the rest of the application done. So it is a way to reduce the barrier of entry by having certain basic information, for example, like the corporate formation documents, uh, to prove ownership and control, especially if there's social equity aspects, or you may have uh, financial source agreements. Uh, you might not even need to disclose a real estate address. Uh, you just you might not need to disclose uh, much, you know. Uh, and then you may pay a small fee. Sometimes this is often done before a lottery. Uh, I would say that Washington State probably had a conditional license award. You won the, the license through the lottery, and then you had to get compliant with everything. So it's the thing that you do to determine whether or not you're going to even get the license before you have to build the rest of your application. Uh, And doing it that way can save entrepreneurs a substantial amount of money uh, because they don't have to invest and and write the entire like three, four hundred pages until after they know that they're going to be able to open for business, provided that they go get that three or four hundred pages of application materials. Are any of so uh, is there timelines? Any of these conditional uh, additional applications have many timelines. Uh, very often there will be a, a, de- a deadline for you to get to the next step. And so the next step for the conditional in New Jersey, for example, is 120 days, but it can be extended for another 45 days. So it's like 165 days. Uh, or in the case of uh, Illinois, to get your uh, dispensary open, you have like six months, 180 days, to uh, find your location, and then another six months, uh, 180 days, to build out everything and then be open as a dispensary, uh, which would be your conditional licensure period. And then you have your annual license, your final license that allows you to actually conduct the business. New York's doing this as well with its uh, dispensaries for its justice-involved applicants, 
and um, they all look fairly similar. It's a lot of basic paperwork to describe who the people are that are applying, like resumes may be involved, for example. Uh, personal financial statements may be involved. And then um, certain other basic materials. Like with, with New Jersey's, it was 40 pages of basic materials. It was a business and plan and management profile, and then it was also a compliance plan, uh, 20 pages each. Damn. But this conditional, uh, did you say all the states have it? So, nope. And another another question, too. Huh? Not all the states. states. No, Mm -hmm. uh, they may have a conditional period. For example, like in Ohio, you uh, got in a lottery and you won. Uh, And then after you win, uh, or in Arizona or wherever, uh, where you have a limited amount of licenses and then you have to win them. Or you have a period between the time that you're approved at one level uh, of you can have the license and you can conduct business with the license. So that interim period is very often uh, known as the conditional license. Damn. Yep. And then do you lose if you if you can't meet your requirements? Then you lose your license, or you need to sell it. That uh, very often both, and you might mm. be able to structure a sale, uh, but that's like again this. The transferability of the license is a common thing in the industry, so they very often don't transfer the license as much as they sell the membership interest or the uh, the stock in the company. And then uh, that license that didn't really transfer, the people behind the license moved. Yep. Yeah, no, I get you now. Interesting. Yep, and that's it. That's our little How to Cannabis segment on conditional licenses uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed it i'm gonna then flash one of these little likes and subscribes one more time because we don't do that enough right like uh, me love yeah, me yeah, yes i'm the histrionic <laughs> wreck pay attention to me please look at me look at me <laughs> look at me look at me look at me yeah just can't uh, look at me on facebook for another day <laughs> well you know you shouldn't have done that that's the thing i like how like no contrition at all. No, like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Just like, hey, why not? Because uh, Facebook's wrong. <laughs> well, the law is wrong. The law is yeah. wrong. And trying to change it uh, with that that block in place makes it last longer. And that's that's the, uh, the, the beef that I have with the, the socials. And so one of the things that I think we're going to do is try to rename the channel legalization news and then in all of our descriptions and our especially our titles in our titles or in our descriptions omit the word weed cannabis marijuana anything like that and then just use um germane topics like uh, garden flowers products (laughs) seeds you know uh store store right (laughs) we'll just we'll write all the titles and then even the channel's name, and then just take off one word. And that might be enough to let us out of the cage. Because if you are on YouTube watching, especially on the app, scroll down. I bet you see a lot of garden talk, but not very much of us. And maybe not very much of the Dude Grow Show. And maybe not very much of Future Cannabis Project or Pro Cannabis Media. Or anybody who has like uh, uh, you know, a lot of weed that they both call their channel and then also you know put on their thumbnails and whatnot yeah it's an uphill battle but yeah well no they mark this 121 plus by the time we hang up yeah seriously 
<laughs> but yeah, to all the, the members and all the people tuning in uh, and subscribers, thanks so much. Don't forget to review our podcast on Apple Podcast or somewhere else and excoriate us for not being very professional. Smoke we got them. Smoke if you got them. See you next time, everybody. Thanks. Back to work. Yep. <laughs> Back to it. Uh, I just want to lay in bed and watch TV today. <laughs> really? Is it just not that nice out there? Nah, it's overcast. Northwest.